0: I gotta tell you this. you love this. So, Susan and I went out to uh, lunch the other day. You remember I told the story about how I brought home half of a hamburger when we went out to dinner last week because I You're just so disappointed.
1: Still wasn't. I mean, a legend. A lot of listeners of yours thought that you know. You don't have the same step that you had because you brought you, you brought food home. There was actually leftovers in the refrigerator. That's not Travis Rogers. It, it was
0: like watching Mike Trout swing and miss and fall down and with the bases loaded. It just it, it was not a good look for me. I, it was I, I don't bring food home.
2: Like but, Peyton Manning has a Denver Bronco. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. It was not it was not my finest hour. So I did it again. We went out the other day for uh, lunch and I brought home half of my what time my sandwich. was it
1: that? Just curiosity. What time was that?
0: A normal human being time, like twelve thirty. Okay. When, I just didn't when, know if
1: maybe we were crossing paths. I was coming in for dinner. You were when coming you were in leaving. for
0: dinner as I was leaving for my, my lunch appointment. And and Susan says to me, literally she goes, I'm really worried about you. That your uh that, that your appetite has not come back. Like I, I I really think that you need to go see somebody. This is you, the bar that I've said where if I don't lick my plate clean, yeah. they think I have a disease. You just go to the
1: doctor, um she's <laughs> sitting there with him. He didn't have he didn't take down all 3000 calories in this one meal. I think we have an issue. I think I think there's
0: something is, wrong. Give it to me straight, doc. Is he dying? Is is this the end? Do we need to do we need to get his affairs in order? Is this is, do we need to do we need to tell the children?
1: He left a strip of bacon. What's wrong with my husband?
0: That's basically what, what it was. To him? That's a bit. I forgot we were doing the the, man
1: I married. (laughs) He's
0: look. I married a man for goodness' sake. I didn't marry some half sandwich eating weirdo. What are we doing here? (laughs) So I forgot. I forgot when we were doing this cameo game. One of my good buddies, Brian Becker. He one of his buddies gave him a cameo for his birthday Mm -hmm. of Rick from Magnum PI. Okay, do you remember the show Magnum, the original one, not the new one, the Tom Selleck version, yeah, right? So yeah. there, were, there were basically four characters on the show. There's Magnum, there's Higgins, the butler, there's TC, the helicopter pilot, and then there's Rick, the, 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 the other guy that's just kind of there. And Rick gave them a cameo, and he did not sound like, – put it this way. He was either having a great day – or a really bad day. I couldn't mm. tell which one, but it was one or the other, and it was uh, it's pretty great. So that's what you can do on Cameo. You can go get the most random things in the world. Is this thing
1: popular? Like, do are, are yeah, a lot of people, yeah. All right, a lot some
0: of, of them are this. super expensive. Like, if you go get, I, I know that Troy Ankman does one that's really expensive, but sure. you know, Troy Ankman's super famous, super famous, and super relevant. So I, that. can I kinda you imagine
1: just the side money coming in for some oh. of these guys?
0: Hey, look, we, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for Cameo, but if anybody would, just send me a, a DM on Twitter or send me a tweet uh, along with a, a Big Mac voucher, and we're good. I'll, I'll, a, I'll call your best friend and it's wish you a the happy same, birthday.
1: It's going to be the, you know, when Lakers win, they hold a team under 100 or something like that. At, <laughs> it's going to be the jack-of-the-box voucher that they got at Staples Center that expired Fine. two years ago. How much <laughs> do you guys think
2: that uh, Yankee manager
0: Aaron Boone is? Yeah, it's, it's the Yankees, so it's going to be super expensive. Um, and, and he hit that home run a million years ago to beat the. I'll say Aaron Boone's two fifty. Allen?
1: but that doesn't sound expensive. That's a that's two fifty. That's a that's lot. lot, to lot a lot of money, to A voicemail, yeah, th- for a guy to make about, a video, two hundred fifty bucks. Think about the people that we were just talking about. They were seventy five bucks, one hundred bucks. Like it doesn't sound all that expensive. I'll He's say Aaron Boone's more expensive than two fifty.
2: Uh, you win, Allen. He's actually three oh five.
1: That was pretty okay. close. Yeah, all right. Pretty close. That's a pretty good deal. All
0: right, so Dodgers last night's lead. They win the game 3-2. to two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, was, it was kind of an interesting game because all the runs came on solo home runs. Dodgers hit three. Giants hit two. Um, Trevor Bauer pitched himself out of a couple of, of, of tight spots. Victor Gonzalez picked him, pitched himself out of a tough spot. Kenley Jansen, a little bit of a tough spot. Kind of a, kind of a fun game, but it didn't quite have that little sizzle that some of the games against the Padres have had. And I, I, I just – maybe it's a star power thing. I don't know what it was, but nice to see the Dodgers pull out the opener of that little short so two-game set.
1: When you say you didn't have the sizzle, what, what, I'm just out of curiosity. What are you expecting? Like What, what do you want from – is it because it's Dodgers – Giants, the two teams leading the NL West, Dodgers trying to catch the Giants. Did you just what, – what What were you expecting that you didn't get? It's a great question. Um,
0: I think game. what I was hoping for – I don't even know if end. I was expecting it. I, I think what I – that every time Fernando Tatis would come up to bat, it's like you get, you got to stay and watch this. I sure. don't know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. Every time Manny Machado comes up to bat, it's okay, let's see what happens. And Bauer mm. is going to – you know, wield his sword and he's gonna Connor McGregor strut off the mound and Tatis is gonna do that little stutter step going around third base. Just all of those fun things that happen when they play each other. This just felt like two pretty good teams playing a game in the middle of June, they're in first and second place. It didn't have juice. It just was sure. a good baseball
1: game. It's, it's, and it, Bummed is the wrong word, but I was hoping we'd get some juice and it didn't have it. You know it's funny, I um so while that game was going on, Clippers game's going on. And I'm also doing Lakers talk, so you know, trying to kind of keep up with what's everything that's going on. Um, I I just kind of looked at it this way. I just looked at it as you're the Dodgers. You're right. It is a game in June. Just get the freaking win, you know. And here they are. They've won four games in a row. They've put themselves into position now with only two and a half back. And I know, you know, most Dodger fans aren't overly concerned where the Dodgers are sitting. But I thought you said something yesterday. You said three different scenarios are going to play out in this two game set with the Giants. Yep. You're either going to come out on Wednesday. You're five and a half back you're going to stay right where you were three and a half back, or you're a game and a half away from best record in the NOS. So I I do think that maybe it wasn't the most exciting game. Like you said, five solo shots. Okay, that's fine. They got the win and just move on. And uh, I here, think ultimately that's the only thing that matters.
0: Here's some good news, and then uh, unfortunately some and then bad. Some news. bad news. Yep. The the good news is Mookie seems to be Mookie again. He's hitting mm-hmm. home runs. He's getting on base. He's creating he's creating problems for the opposition. He when when he comes up to bat right now, you can feel it in the air. Right. You can feel that. Uh oh. They got their guy up the plate right now. He was not that guy for the first month and change of the season. He was just kind of – he wasn't bad, but he wasn't Mookie. He wasn't that guy that we saw last year. It feels like Mookie is back in the building, which is awesome to see. The other part is the bad news. Corey Seager's rehab is plateaued, according to Dave Roberts. He still has some pain in his hand when he swings the bat. And If the Dodgers are going to be the heavy favorites to go back to the World Series, which I think that they are, they're going to need him. Without him, they are – not nearly as good of a team. Gavin Lux has done a fine job, but Corey Seager's just different than him.
1: Dave Roberts says it just isn't responding. Time is not helping. He's just not coming along. He still feels it when he hits the vibration of the swing. So we're gonna put uh, put on the back put hitting on the back burner and slow play it a little bit. Yeah, that's not a that's not a good quote. You know, I, I was reading the same thing that you were and that's not you know typically you you hear from managers or coaches? Oh, things are progressing. We just need a little bit more time. I did not like the time is not helping.
0: And, and here's the here's the really bummer part of this league. Mm-hmm. To, to your point, typically when a manager is talking about a player in his rehab from an injury, it's one of two things: no update, or he's on track. Sure. He, he's, he's he's right where we thought he'd be, and we we, we can't wait to get him back. When you get the, it's not going the way that we had hoped, and He's it's just it's still, not
1: coming along.
0: That one, right. that you wonder if that's not the first step to softening the ground of, oh, by the way, it needs to be repaired. It's going to be in another two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. He's going to need another month because without him, they're they're a different team. Because you, think about it, you have to go through a, a stretch of guys: Mookie, Muncy, Seager, Bellinger those four guys and you and you haven't even gotten to the to, to Justin Turner you sure. know Ju- Justin Turner is going to be in there too those five guys you got Pollock he's an all-star you've got Gavin Lux who's come up with some big hit will Smith gets a ton of big hits for the Dodgers but those five guys right on the shoot there is not one spot where you can kind of go
3: I okay I can get this guy sure.
0: mm-hmm. and, and w- without Seeger in there there's one guy in that lineup that okay I can I can get this guy here or I don't have to be as careful with him with, with those first five guys six guys otherwise with him in there any one of those guys can take a yard it's It's a totally different thing.
1: you see Otani yesterday <laughs> yes, I mean it is kinda to cool me. let me let me say this, and this just kind of shows the power of the Yankees brand. yeah, it was cool to see Otani hit one there, right yeah. like you know you see it at Angel Stadium, you see it in some of these other ballparks. It's a different level when. He's in New York. He's at Yankee Stadium, and he does it there. Doesn't it just seem like it's all? everything just gets amplified? ESPN
0: Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. You know what else got amplified last night at uh, Yankee Stadium? Dylan yes. Bundy puking behind the mound. Unfortunately, I do that know was, what you talking about. Uh, look, I, uh, nothing is more human. No, nothing, Nothing makes you more empathetic yeah. than seeing another person struggling with that. Because he was fighting like Slee. He was trying so hard not to respect, get respect. And you can see, you, you got that oh, thing. You're like, oh, no, rest. don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Don't the the do rest. it. And sure enough, he did do it. He just, oh,
1: my goodness. That that was and awful And then I love see. that that becomes a highlight. Everybody's like, hey, let's replay that. I'm like, no, let's not replay that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, sorry if you're squeamish. Yeah, how about we put that on the front end? How about we say, hey, look. Dylan Bundy's about to barf his orange Gatorade all behind the mound at Yankee Stadium. If you're not into that, maybe fast forward. Turn turn the channel. Come back in 30
1: seconds. Let's, go, let's look at a couple different angles. Take a look at this one. This one's coming down the third baseline. Of, I don't need to see it. It's the same thing. By the way, I, Michael and I would always talk about this during uh, Lakers pregame. Injuries. I don't need to see 94 different angles uh, angles of the ankle turn. I, I'm no. good. No. I. I got something for you that
0: made its return last night to the uh, highlight reels that I'm sure one person in particular doesn't like. I'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis and Slee.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Seven ten ESPN. We're here for the time being, Sliwa. Eight fifty five every morning, Monday through Friday. You should join us every single day. If you're just popping in right now at ten sixteen, get get with us at eight fifty five. That's the way
1: ESPN to go. app or on iTunes. Uh, search Travis and Sliwa. You'll get the uh, full two hours podcast there. Subscribe to uh, subscribe to the channel.
0: ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. How about a couple of uh, tweets here, Slee? This one is from Isaiah, and Isaiah writes, I just ordered a grande sausage burrito from Jack in the Boxes. I'm listening to you guys, and I'm going through the bag after leaving, and I see that I have a breakfast croissant. See? Don't drive away from the window. Go through the bag. Oh, oh hey, excuse me. Um, I added the burrito, not the croissant, and they'll go. You know what they'll say? Oh, I'm really sorry, and they'll give you what you ordered, and then you drive away. Yeah, but I but hate you out nine. of the line. It's over. Yeah. I hate to
2: be behind a guy that's like checking through the bag. You how know, how long does it take? It takes takes Perfect. forever. Some me, people take take forever to check let that me tell bag. You what
1: Trav is opening his bag. He's actually opening up. He takes a bite too. And right. He to he <laughs> Quality control. It. He starts tasting it, and then he looks at the you know he looks at the uh, the clerk and just kind of gives him a nod. This is a good one, and then he drives off. That's. I'm that's sorry Travis that is.
0: uh, Isaiah, that you got uh, the wrong sandwich at your breakfast spot. Uh, I, I I certainly understand that. Uh, here's you know what another I do?
1: one. You know what I do, Trav? Uh, I roll the dice. I just have trust. I have faith. I go home, and then I get disappointed because it's the wrong word. Yeah, I understand.
0: Uh, this is from Big E. Can we put, this is a great idea, by the way. Can we pull some cash together and pay Sidel Three to give the Ask Slee intro? Now we're talking. Now <laughs> we're talking, Slee. Thing. A customized Alan Sleewa Ask Slee intro from Sidel Three. That or That's Taj something.
1: Gibson. 100%. <laughs> That or Taj Gibson, hundred percent. Nobody has the type of coin to go get Sedalee three to get one of those. All right, we're talking sedale three here. Let's not forget who we're talking about. Hey, hey,
0: he was in the league a long time. I, you never know though. Funch is sedale three and or Taj Gibson on cameo. No, unfortunately, no. Taj yeah. is not either. No, no. Well, keep looking. You keep looking. We can get one season. from Smush Parker. <laughs> How much? Why don't you guess?
2: Six bucks. <laughs> a lot 50. higher than that. Fifty. Uh, higher than that actually 70 dollars.
1: my man smush go get your money buddy
0: (laughs) well i mean it's not like you have to sign up for a cameo from smush you get to choose whether you want smush to send you a video or not and for how much funch 75 75 yeah funch who's the most expensive person on cameo i can look that up it's got to be like a kardashian or something like that right it's got to be it's got to be How about one more here? This is from Francis in Glendale, speaking of our cameo conversation. Mark Madsen cameo, but in Spanish. I had forgotten that he addressed the crowd in Spanish that day. Yeah, that's right. That's a a good idea as well. Not bad at all. All right. So 1990s. What is that? That's 31 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 31 years ago. Uh Fernando Valenzuela threw his one and only no-hitter with the Dodgers. I want you to listen to this call from Vince Scully.
3: Fernando ready in the strike two pitch. Is hit back to the box, dribbling to second. Samuel on the bag, close to first double
1: play. Fernando Valenzuela has pitched a no-hitter
2: at 10:17 in the evening of June the 29th,
1: 1990. If you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky.
0: How perfect is that, that call? That is awesome.
1: That How is awesome.
0: perfect is that call? You know, we n- No one has ever done their job better. I don't care if you're a surgeon or an artist or a plumber or a teacher or a cop or anything else. No one has ever done their job better than Vince Scully did his.
1: That's where your wife uh, picked up 22 sombreros. It was that day, and then that's all in the Tupperware sitting at uh, – in, in- <laughs> In case
0: Fernando threw another one, she wanted to be prepared? <laughs> she wanted to be a part of it. She
1: wanted to be a part of it. No, that's a great call. That's a great call, and I love going back. You know, I, I saw that on Twitter. Um, it's just great. We do this a lot with the Lakers. It'd be classic Chick Hearn calls, things along those lines, but um, – you know, we're in those summer months where there's probably so many different memories over the next couple of months. Where it'd be this anniversary, and it'd be a Scully, Vince Scully call. We should grab those because I think for a lot of those listeners who are driving around, it just takes you back, right? They're it just kind of there's something about listening to guys like Vince Scully, guys like Chick Hearn that take you back.
0: No, no doubt about that, and I love that idea. But what it also does too is it takes you back to. Fernando Mania. And by 1990, sure. Fern- Fernando Mania had kind of waned a little bit because he wasn't that guy that he was in 1981 where he showed up and just took the whole city by storm. But it, Fernando Valenzuela still means something in this city. Fernando Valenzuela is still he, – he's – put it to you this way. The Dodgers are a team, like with the Yankees and maybe one or two others, the Red Sox, Cardinals, there, there's a couple, yeah. that have such a rich history that really great players kind of get lost in the shuffle because there are just so many. The Dodgers have multiple Hall of Famers, multiple World Series titles, all of these things, and you can kind of forget some guys that did really important work with the team because, you know, they weren't. Lakers
1: is a good example. Lakers Lakers have so many unbelievable stars and legends that you forget about some of the stars and legends. Yeah,
0: and and the Lakers are probably the best example. You're right, Slee. Mm -hmm. Um, But Fernando is not a Hall of Famer, probably never will be, but is still unbelievably Mm -hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably relevant. And just you 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 hear the name Fernando Valenzuela and it makes you want to smile. It just makes you feel good because you remember this guy. He's like, who the heck is this guy? where did he come from? And no one quite understood. You know, he, he comes from Mexico. Mike Brito discovered him on some scouting trip and mm-hmm. he's a little heavy and he's rolling his eyes back in his head. He's like he's got this weird screwball pitch. He's just wrecking the entire National League. Just makes you feel so good to think about it all over again.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, that's you know, obviously not my era. I was born in '82, but it's every time I see and I, and I know this just from um, L.A. It's like you're right. Anytime Fernando, anytime his name comes up, it. Probably takes people back, brings them up to a lot of memories. There was, you know, something you could look at the most important moments in sports history in Los Angeles. I think a lot of people might look at that era right there and say, "Hey, no, that was as good as it gets."
0: Let me throw this out there, and maybe I'm just kind of caught up in the moment right here, but maybe not. And and eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I want I want to get your thoughts on this as well. 877-710-3776. Fernando Valenzuela is not the best Dodger pitcher of all time. he's, he's not. Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Koufax, you know, probably at the top of that list. But is Fernando Valenzuela the most famous L.A. Dodger of all time? And here's what I mean. Because of where he came from, because of the city that he came to, because of his impact on the team right away, because he's been with the team as a broadcaster for many, many years, because he cut across age, he cut across ethnicity, everybody loved him. Fernando Valenzuela, that Clayton Kershaw is a better pitcher, has done more things, MVP, Cy Young, all that stuff. But is Fernando the most famous pitcher? Maybe not of all – or maybe is he? I'm throwing it out there. Am I crazy to say that Fernando is the most famous of these Dodger pitchers?
1: I think we should listen to Dodger fans. I think they'll they'll give their opinion. I think you're going to have a lot of people who have come up in the Fernando era – uh, maybe they're a Dodger fan since the 70s, whatever the case is, and they could tell you these different eras over the years of if they think he's the most popular player or maybe their favorite player. But Let's say he's not the most popular. I, you can't really do this with the Lakers because with the Lakers, this it's is a eras. tough one to do. What's that? The Lakers are about eras, right? Because it, you and
0: I are a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. You're a Kobe guy, and yep. it makes perfect sense. Because- Kobe and Shaq. Kobe yeah. and
1: Shaq, I, I put them both together. That That is my era. And, and, and why wouldn't it be, Right.
0: But me, I'm a little bit older than you. When I was a kid, it was the Showtime Lakers. The Showtime Lakers were everything. It was Magic and Kareem. It was Magic, Kareem, and Worthy. Nobody, you can never convince me. You can show me stats. You can show me championships, all these things. You can never convince me that there was a better Laker than Magic Johnson. You can't do it. He, He, to me, for the end of time, it's Magic. If you go back a little bit further, like if you ask my dad, right, it's probably Jerry West right it's it's just it's generational and look there's going to be somebody if anthony davis goes on a run there's going to be somebody that the answer to this question is anthony davis at some point well there's going to be anybody i
1: think that anything i think is like 35 or younger will probably tell you you're crazy it's kobe right right and and that's just the reality that's what people will say but there is something about different arrows
0: fernando was totally unique he was 19, or at least they said he was 19. Well, I guess we'll never really know for sure, but he was a kid. He comes out of nowhere. He pitched opening day, throws a shutout. He threw like 900 shutouts in a row. Tom of the sword had run him out there for nine innings every single game. <laughs> they go to the World Series. They win the World Series. Yep. It's just nothing came on, just an, an unbelievable performance. All right speaking of anniversaries yeah athletes in movies two years ago a movie that you probably all saw came out we're going to break down our favorite athlete actors that's coming up next it's travis and Slee, 710 espn
2: this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: I feel like we've heard this one. What, I, if, I I don't don't of, what if I don't say anything? What I kind of want Chris to find a life. new jam. I like that one yesterday better. Had a better beat. Easier to dance to. I give I it just a didn't sixty-five. Like the individual.
1: I like the song, but I told you that was a remix. But the individual, um, let's just say he doesn't have the best reputation. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some backstory that
0: uh, makes you a little uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I like it. All right. In that case, let's take some of these phone calls we're talking about. Uh, today, of course, is the 31st anniversary of throw your sombreros to the sky. Fernando Valenzuela throwing his no-hitter for the Dodgers. Just kind of a random tidbit. That was the same day that Dave Stewart threw a no-hitter. We had back-to-back no-hitters uh, on the same day. Uh T- Dave Stewart, I think, was a member of the Toronto Blue Jays when he threw that no-hitter. Fernando did it a little bit later that night. Let's go to uh, Downey and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Jay?
3: what's up boys it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys
1: so like you say he's, he doesn't really have a hall of fame career and i'm not saying he might be the most popular but he is definitely the most beloved dodger and i'm i was someone who when he started um when i really started getting into baseball he was long gone but my dad made sure i had a fernando Valenzuela jersey and sure. also too i think the cult, the cultural thing really had a lot to do with it but you know uh, you, you even have Vince Coley talking about him today. So I'm pretty sure no hitters have come and gone, but, you know, we're talking about 31 years. We're probably going to talk about it when it's 32 years. So I think him also being an organization just made it prove that although you might not have all the rings or been the most best player on the team, you can be the most beloved. And that's what I feel about Fernando. Have a great day, boys.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jay. That's a great that's a great word choice. The one of the most beloved Dodgers, because like Jason said, his dad made damn sure that he understood who Fernando Valenzuela was. That, that this is a guy that came to this city from Mexico in a city with a ton of Mexican immigrants and just took over this. And it wasn't just that the Mexican Dodger fans loved him; all Dodger fans loved him, and he happened to be from Mexico. It was just extraordinary. And Every He was likable, he had a really good sense of humor, he was playful with Tommy Lasorda, everything about Fernando just hit exactly right, and that's why long after Jason, when Jason became a baseball fan, Fernando hadn't thrown a pitch in, in forever, and yet he knows exactly who he is. Not many guys can do that.
1: Well, you know, let, let me, as I sit here and say, um, and this might have to just do more with the fact that I love basketball, is my sport, Right. Magic, I could tell you about his rookie year, and I could tell you, and this was in 1980, and I could tell you that he played the Philadelphia 76ers, and it was game six, and Kareem's not suiting up, and he is 42 and 15. You're right. There are, and whether that's that's a father explaining to somebody younger, you better know who Magic Johnson is. And I know it's different. Again, you know, we talked about it. Okay, well, there's a Hall of Famer. There's one of the greatest to ever do it. You're not having a conversation about 10 greatest players without having magic in it. I know that part is different, um, but it doesn't have to just be an age thing, right? <laughs> Whether you were there or you weren't, somebody, uh, maybe if that's their sport, is going to explain to you what that person meant to the city or what what that person meant to the franchise. Uh,
0: a good example is Koufax, right? Koufax was way before my time. I never saw Sandy Koufax pitch, but I know who he is i i know that he was integral to the story of the dodgers especially the story of the dodgers coming to los angeles winning a world series here him pitching in part of that but fernando's that guy for a whole different generation that came you know 20 years later he was that dude let's try one more west hills this time jason jason you're on with travis and Slee. what's going on hey how
3: you doing travis how
0: you doing Slee? i just wanted to uh you just said it perfectly um They are the most beloved of their generation. Uh, The greatest pitcher, in my opinion, I'm 30 years old. My dad made sure I did not not know who Sandy Koufax was. Um,
2: If you go and look at their numbers comparably, basically the same age time period that they were there, very comparable. Uh, Fernando was better in the playoffs. But other than that, if you go and look
3: at the statistics, win probability versus each other. Sandy Koufax analytically will win eighty five percent of the time. So <laughs> that's pretty how good. I break it down. I, I Fernando is by far the most beloved Dodger star of all time.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate that. All right, so Slee, it was three years ago today. Okay. Three years ago, Uncle Drew comes out in theaters. Did you did you see Uncle Drew, the Kyrie Irving masterpiece? I never saw
1: it. I never saw it. Did you watch it? Yeah, of course not. Punches, I gotta feel punches. Me out. three. Funches I've never got... seen it
2: before. Oh, I thought. Funches Taylor, was come say. on, make it a clean sweep. Did you I've ever seen
1: see? it? I see it. Yeah, I, I
0: watched it. Okay, was it any good? It's campy. It's it is what it is. It's,
2: it's
1: not scene.
0: a bad i concept, right? Guy, the old man, yeah. kind of goes out there and cooks guys. Okay. The commercial was good. Was that the Pepsi commercial or something like that? Was it, it Pepsi? It. Okay, yeah, Pepsi. was it? Mm-hmm. Didn't it feel like they had a commercial and they're like, "Hey, this is actually a really good commercial." Any way we could squeeze a movie out of this? It felt like it was an idea Can we for take a commercial, thirty-second ad a movie.
1: for Pepsi, and make it into an hour and forty-five minutes.
0: Hey, they've turned a movie franchise out of a ten-minute Disneyland ride. They've made ten, they, you know, the Pirates sure. of the Caribbean. They've they yep. turned you know multi-billion dollars worth of entertainment and movies
1: Johnny through. Depp, hey, you know this Kyrie is a good Irving. ride. Say that again. Johnny Depp, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <Captain> <laughs> Another Windham Disney
2: with- ride movie is coming out too. To Jungle
0: Cruise. Yeah, there you go. What 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 uh what was Johnny Depp? He wasn't Blackbeard, what was he? He was Oh
2: uh Jack uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain yeah. Jack, that's yeah. it. He
0: was Captain Jack and we got Uncle Drew. So okay, so we can't speak to Kyrie's chops, whether or not he can act. But we've seen a lot of athletes and a lot of Jordan in Space Jam. LeBron yeah. is getting ready for Space Jam. We've seen some others. Do you have a favorite actor turned uh or I should say athlete turned actressly?
1: All right. Well, here's the thing: they're like clips, right? It's not like these. Most of these athletes are not, you know, they're not starring in a movie or something along those lines. So, um, I'll throw out a couple: Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Great. The Hangover was fantastic, and just randomly, there's Mike Tyson and kind of the storyline how Mike Tyson becomes a part of The Hangover. I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a, a kind of a pretty funny performance. Remember Brett Favre and something about Mary right another kind Brett of just five <laughs> that's a good one all right uh, dan marino and ace ventura <laughs> yeah right that's a these are small these are small scenes it's not like these are okay somebody you know who actually played a pretty damn good role ray allen he's got oh, jesus jesus Shuttlesworth. ray right? allen yeah, yeah. so I, I think that that one and that's more of that's more than just one scene or something along those lines no, that's the right answer. The answer to the
0: question is the best because first of all, Ray Allen was not an actor. Ray Allen is a was an NBA player and a very very good one. Okay, yeah. and he didn't just show up and say, "Hey, I'm Ray Allen. Nice to meet you," and and play Ray Allen for ten seconds of screen time and knock down a jump shot like we've seen thousands. Of, he didn't he didn't do the Deacon Jones and the Brady Bunch. Hey Peter, just because you're in a Glee club doesn't mean that you're a sissy. Lots of guys mm-hmm. play football and sing too. It was it wasn't that. Right. Yeah. It was he played a character and went in scenes with friggin Denzel Washington. Sure. He wasn't just a look. I mean, think about think about how it incredibly scary that would be. What right? a
1: underrated. And, what a kind of a underrated. We don't talk about that. carried the that's movie. A, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, he's, he, he's acting with Denzel. He's acting with arguably the greatest actor of
0: his generation. Hey, um Did you guys did, forget
2: did, Dan Marino and Ace Ventura?
0: No, did Slee said that? Slee got that one. But let let's stay here for a second. Think about you. Okay, we you and I we talk for a living. Okay, so if you said mm-hmm. who who's the most famous let's say Howard Stern called you one day mm-hmm. and said, Hey, I need you to sit in with me for a couple of days. You'd be super nervous and you'd be but but you could do it. You you're used to talking into a microphone. You could figure it out. But if somebody said, hey, I need you to sit in and do a um, heart surgery with me, I can't do that. That's totally different. And that's what Ray Allen did. He went in and did something totally out of his comfort zone and did it with the best guy that's ever done it. That would be terrifying. All right, who else?
1: You got got any other athletes?
0: Well, I already said Deacon Jones from the Brady Bunch. That was my go-to. Wes Parker from the Brady Bunch. Joe Namath from the Brady Bunch. Um, These are the ones that I remember more than anything. Davy Jones from The Monkeys on The Brady Bunch.
2: What about Cream and Game of Death?
0: I don't know that one. Is that the, the Bruce, Bruce movie? Lee movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did or know airplane. that. I just didn't know the name of the movie. Oh, yeah, that's Airplane, airplane. airplane Oh, yeah. there you go. Cream. Captain, he was Roger Murdoch, I think, in, uh, in in Airplane. That wasn't bad. When they drag him out of the cockpit and his uniform starts coming off, you tell your old one. man to let, drag Walton and Lemire up. I got another the one for that we minutes. didn't say.
1: Who do you got? O.J. Hey, he
2: was good in Naked Gun.
1: Honestly, he was good in Who naked gun. He was good gun? in naked gun. I, hey, he was good. I mean I don't I don't I don't want to highlight or credit, but he was good in naked gun. That was a funny movie.
2: Have so, you I, seen it recently yes, and I, this I, made I you cringe?
1: I don't, you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, he was okay. He was, well, I mean he I'm, was... I'm throwing out Mike Tyson in hangover as if this is uh you know the greatest actor of all time.
0: Well the ty- first of all, Tyson showed up in the hangover and he he was we still didn't know that Mike Tyson had kind of softened a little bit at that point in his life. Like, he was yeah. still kind of pretty scared. He Mike just Tyson...
1: got the face tattoo, I think. <laughs> I think that had just happened.
0: By the way, that's, that's, you're, you're letting people know. When you tattoo your face, that's an aggressive move. That's not, I'm going to put something on my arm or my leg yeah. or my back or my chest or face. You're, I mean, you're leading with that. It's a... between,
1: between us four, who most likely to get a neck or a face tattoo? Y- you, for sure. I,
0: I can picture, I can picture okay, you. Let's with, stop for a quick like, second here. I'm sleeping right why across your forehead. Why would you say forehead.
1: me? Like, what about me would make you think I'm the most likely to go get it?
0: I just think you're that guy. I think you're going to get all. You're the guy that likes to go into the bar and say, "Who wants some?" And then you're going to point to your tattoo. You're going to point to the tattoo on your face. and I say, have mine. You see why I did this? I know who
1: it would be. Taylor very quietly would walk in one day into the studio and just have a tattoo. Just say the year he was born on his neck. <laughs> Just nonchalant. <laughs>
0: yeah, not say anything about it. Well, no. Why is everybody staring at my face?
1: Everything what? good over there? Everything good <laughs> over there, guys? Where's the rundown? I love it. I love it. All right.
0: So Stephen A yesterday, the Clippers might not want to bring Kawhi Leonard back. That can't be right. That's coming yeah, up next. It's, it's Travis more. and Slee, seven ten ESPN. We we skipped one. Dina Rogers uh squared us away here, Slee. It says, Wasn't Kevin Garnett in a movie with Adam Sandler? Yeah,
1: he was in Uncut Gems. I didn't see that, but you did. Good movie. Good movie. I liked it. I, I thought it was uh underrated, maybe that's the way to right way to describe it. And KG was basically KG as an actor was KG as a basketball player. He does like, he
0: play Kevin Garnett
1: or does he play a character? No, he plays KG. One of the one of the scenes in the movie actually, part of the premise of the movie is um part of the premise is him actually in the playoffs, Adam Sandler betting on Kevin Garnett's game. There's it's all intertwined together. But KG actually that, that was a good performance by him.
0: You know who we left off the list too right here in our backyard? It, LeBron in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. And and I did see that movie, and I thought he was really good at it. Just a because he's 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 a pretty good actor. He's playing himself, which is always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he kind of went along with the gag where he was a cheapskate, I thought was hilarious. Where he kept charging his surgeon friend for his coke. No, no, you had a coke. That's a dollar twenty-five. You had that. I thought that was incredibly funny.
1: I just uh, get me LeBron James for the cameo thing too. Let's throw LeBron <laughs> yeah. in. Who, who did you want? Me? Yeah. Um who did you say you wanted? That was a buck twenty nine or something.
0: <laughs> I thought that was the Smush Parker guy. Thought that uh that's the, the low end We the up I thought you wanted
1: somebody for a hundred and thirty bucks or something like that. Wasn't it Saks? Didn't you say something Oh no, like
0: I'll take Saks for sure. Yeah, that's Sachs you said. is good. I I want a dodger. If we're gonna do this, I want it to Travis, be. Travis, you're
2: right. One of the most expensive cameos is from a Kardashian. It's yeah. It's from uh
0: Caitlyn Jenner. Twenty five hundred. Okay and, and okay like i haven't
1: a still doesn't i haven't like ordered
0: one of these things but but hold on a second it's 25 yeah. how long are these these are like 30 seconds a minute could be more than yeah an hour a yeah it could one be one hour five minutes even even
1: <laughs> they talk they talk on their phone for one hour it's a live stream 30
0: seconds for 2500 bucks Slee, you don't think that's a lot for literally high they put it this way hi i'm alan Slewa thanks it's for listening time. to the show really love that you're checking us out love that you like that i go to lunch at uh or dinner at 4 30 um yeah. Have a, have a nice day. See ya. That'll
1: be 2500 bucks, please. But the Kardashian family, 2500 That's that seems like for what they do and uh, how much attention they have, it's, again, I, I'm i not saying that I'm going out there and throwing out a couple hundred dollars for anybody to greet me, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like as much as I thought it'd be. Did you guys see
0: Stephen A last night say that maybe the Clippers don't want to bring Kawhi Leonard back? I just I, – I'm I, – I, I get, I get where he was going. Generally speaking, I, I want you guys. I want I, yeah, I I I you to listen to this, and I'll try. I'll try to decode it. Take a listen.
3: I don't know if it's in the Clippers' best interest to keep him. Ooh. Nobody has said that, so I'll be the first to say it. Let me be clear about something. Kawhi Leonard is a top five talent in this game. He is elite. But when you take into account the load management, when you take into account that his personality doesn't actually. You don't gravitate towards leadership. He's more of a watch-me-do-it, a do-it kind of guy, as opposed to really galvanizing the troops and being a talker. And then you combine that with the fact that he's not necessarily reliable, at least this postseason, hasn't gotten any younger or what have you. And you look at the elevation of Terrence Mann, this second-year player, who clearly is not on Kawhi's level. But if you look at the athleticism, if you look at the youth, the fervor, the want-it mentality, playing night in and night out, and you're talking about building a culture, then I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I think that it's something that Ballman and the crew have to think about
0: long term. So injuries, he's talking about load management, he's talking about personality and leadership and all those things that we talk about when we talk about Kawhi. That's fine. I think the part that is left unsaid that I think is a big part of this is the redundancy of the two pieces. Their two best players do the same things. They both like to have the ball in their hands. They both are very good defenders on ball. They're both. They're, they're both – Kind of the same guy. Kawhi's better at it, but Paul George is not super far behind him, especially in the last, you know, series or two. I don't think that there's any scenario in the world where the Clippers don't want him back, but I think that's where he was going with that.
1: So, I listen, I can't even try to figure out where he was going with it because it's just not a smart basketball move, period. By the way, let me just give you an example. Dennis Schroeder, we're not sure if he's going to come back with the Lakers. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Even if you don't like Dennis Schroeder's game, you want him to re-sign with the Lakers so that you have that asset and then you kind of have a little bit more control because it's not like you say, okay, well, Dennis Schroeder went and signed with a different team. We'll just go use that $20 million and go spend on somebody else. You can't do it that way. It doesn't work that way. So just from a sheer basketball perspective perspective, kind of off of what happens on the court, you want Kawhi back. And then there's the on-the-court part. Travis, if Kawhi Leonard was in this series, let's say he's playing in the series against the Phoenix Suns, they'd be by far the best team left, in my opinion, talent-wise. And I think you and I'd be sitting here saying that they're going to go win an NBA championship, their first in franchise history. They'll take on the Bucks or the Hawks, and they'll take on they'll take care of the Phoenix Suns. Um we were just talking about twenty four hours ago that Paul George is not a closer. We were just talking about he doesn't want those predicaments. We don't he doesn't want those situations that he gets up to the free throw line when there's ten seconds left in the game. And the way he shoots free throws in that crunch time is different than a Trey Young or some of these other players. Yep. One of the things with Kawhi is, you know, he doesn't show any emotion, doesn't really pay attention to the moment or anything like that. That kind of plays to advantage sometimes, sometimes to his disadvantage. I cannot find any option or any way to think that the Clippers are better off without Kawhi Leonard, my personal opinion. I'm I'm not sure the what other angle to take on that. What
0: what what if they win without him? What what if they win an NBA championship without him? What if he's not a part of this? What if his injury is significant enough that yeah. he's not able to come back and play at all? He's out. Mm-hmm. Okay, which seems likely at this point because there's been no indication that he's getting closer. But who knows with Kawhi? Um, what if they win without him? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- think about this. Then then you're having a different conversation, right? You're having a, we are the defending champions. Paul George has put all of those questions to rest. We just proved we can win without him. Somebody that, Kawhi Leonard is a great player, but all those things that Stephen A threw out there, load management, the fact that he's not a, a leader, at least not in a vocal way, that his personality doesn't, you know, lend itself to that. What if they would? Because, look, Slee, I get it. They're in a 3-2 hole. The thing is far from over. It's far from a lock that they win this series. I think that they're going to. If the Clippers get into the finals after going 0-2, 0-2, down 3-1, mm-hmm. you really want to pick against them? You really want to pick against them? Whether it's Milwaukee or Atlanta, whoever they got coming out of the other side, you're really going to feel comfortable picking
1: I, I, against them? I think you can have... Let them go win six games before this is even a conversation. But the dude's a two-time Finals MVP. He's the best, you know, arguably the best two-way player in the league. I mean, there's, a, I could go down the long list. But I'll also tell you this: another reason why, you know, Kawhi Leonard, why this shouldn't even be a conversation. You don't think teams are going to reload this offseason? You, sure. You and I have said this: that the teams that are left are not the best teams in the NBA. They're just the teams that are the healthiest. And the Clippers are the one exception to that rule, and they're still in it and fighting the way they are. So um, it's not like next season is going to get any easier. Brooklyn didn't have two of their main players that were healthy. Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis. You got to have your stars. So I still don't. I, I don't see an angle on that one. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. How about this, Lee? Let's just
0: jump right into this one. Floyd Mayweather says that he made $100 million from that Jake Paul fight, which he has also called a sparring session. $100 million yeah. to go out there and dance with a YouTuber for 45 minutes, and he's going to put $100 million in his bank.
1: Why do I feel good that I did not contribute one penny to that $100 million? Why do I the feel words good about it? Right that? out of my mouth,
0: I, I I feel like I won, and I I don't begrudge Floyd his money. If he if he knows how to way to take it from people, then good for him. But I couldn't agree with you more. Out that I didn't contribute to that it makes me feel better about myself. Or
1: I, or are we wrong because we've also talked about it? We talked about it leading up. We talked about it after. Are we pre-promoting? Are we giving them advertising to promote what they're doing uh, on this platform? Perhaps.
2: Guys, I have a cameo number on Floyd, and you won't believe it.
1: Cameo uh, number on Floyd? Yeah. Is, it,
2: is
0: it more than the Kardashian?
2: It's more than the Kardashian. It's the most on cameo, actually.
0: It's the so most Floyd 20, number
2: you can think of.
0: 10000 Right
2: on the money, Travis. Right it, on the money. $10,000 $10, $10, for one like cameo it. from like Floyd. It.
1: I'd rather get a cameo... From Floyd Mayweather, then go pay my fifty dollars on pay per view. (laughs) I'd rather give him the ten Gs than the the fifty dollars. So here's our
0: next one. We got this from our boss uh, Amanda last night. She sent you and me a a text, Lee. Um, She basically
1: sent it to you. That has nothing to do with this.
0: Well, you you should get on board because you're missing out. There apparently is now. We all know what a corn dog is, right? It's the hot dog on a stick dipped in cornmeal, fried. Pretty good, right? Who doesn't like a coin? It's a little salty, sweet thing because the cornmeal has a little bit of sweet in it. Mm -hmm. The dog's nice and salty and savory. It's a perfect little harmony of things. They're now making those, but instead of having a hot dog, you have a pickle spear that you put into the batter and then fry. Are you
1: in? No, I'm not in. Why? It just (laughs) does not sound good at all. doesn't sound good You know what it is? It's sweet together. It's carnival food right? It's going to the fair. It's that type of food. That's what it is. So I guess maybe you could do one of those things once a year, something along those lines. But I don't see that photo and that link from Amanda yesterday and saying, where do I go? Is it is it, they doing this at Costco? Is this at the nearest Albertsons? I'm I'm probably not going to be signing. If up
0: they there. had those at Albertsons or Costco, you'd be doing this last segment alone because I would be on my way there to get one right now. But I'm not saying that at your nightly dinner where you have you know your chicken and your your maybe a little bit of rice or quinoa or something, and then instead of having your broccoli or Brussels sprouts, you have corn dog pickles on the side. That's not yeah. what I'm suggesting. But yeah. just as something a little little nosh as you walk through a Costco or something like that, that doesn't sound bad. That's doesn't sound terrible font you eating that i think i might
2: take a bite out of it yeah i'll try Just it. one bite yeah you know, try i'm not it. gonna
0: have a whole thing or whatever ha- yeah. have let me ask you guys this have you ever had fried pickle chips i have and they're really good Slee,
1: fried pickle chips i don't think i have
0: yeah so the, you know like the pickle chips you get on a burger or something like yeah. that yeah you, 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 you put them a little cornstarch or whatever it is a little flour a little season whatever you want to put on them drop them in the fryer for 30 seconds they come out nice <laughs> they, they actually sound good they're unbelievably good yeah, them some ranch are, ooh. The, that's what this is what don't you guys get about this that's maybe just because, more of that
1: maybe because it's they're sliced pickles i can kind of do that more rather than taking a full bite of a pickle that's been you know what i mean like i, I think maybe that's the concept of it
0: all right today is also national waffle iron day here's the question yeah waffles pancakes or french toast
1: um, I and do. There waffle. is a right answer. I do waffle out of the three. Yeah, good for you. That's the right yeah. answer. Yeah. pancakes are they're fine. pancakes aren't bad, but if if you're they're you you got prep. If it's one of the two, I'm going with waffle.
0: Yeah, look, it, pancakes are fine, but they're super filling. A waffle is a little crispy, yeah. French get a toast, little more get them out of here. Yeah, French get toast out is here.
1: gross. It's yeah, all battered out.
0: and gloopy <laughs> and
1: awful. How do they find the pod? Sleeve? ESPN app. ESPN app or on iTunes. Travis and Sleywood show. Uh, all two hours we do Monday through Friday. All right, we're back tomorrow
0: morning with a Wednesday edition of the Travis and Slew Show, 855. We'll get into that Dodger, what is hopefully a sweep. Al, that's where we'll start tomorrow. We'll see you then.